we did a Dr. Oz promo way back in the day. This concept that people were at a Christmas returns line, except instead of returning, you know, a futon, they were re- trying to return the extra weight they'd gained. They were trying to return <laughs> the bills that they right. Suddenly, we were building an actual set. Yeah. That was a real moment of confidence for me. Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there. And plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Hey everybody, happy holidays. It's Jason Patria, and you're listening to the Lead With Your Brand podcast, which is the podcast for folks just like you who are looking to turn up the volume, show your value, and lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. Well, I cannot believe we survived Thanksgiving, and we're coming up to all of the big holiday celebrations here in the new year. Now, whether you are celebrating Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or Christmas or just looking forward to the new year, I know that there are so many fun and exciting things, but we also know the holidays are chock full of stress. Whether that is the stress of interacting with your family and friends, or perhaps getting on an airplane for the first time, or just trying to get in all of your work that you need to do over the next couple of weeks so that you can take some time off, we know that the holiday season is defined by stress. Now, Stress can be very difficult for your brand because the reality is how you show up in stressful situations actually defines your brand. Even though 95% of the time you could be on brand, it could just be those 5% of the time where you are under stress, where other colors show up that you don't want to be known for, but they actually resonate and have a halo effect on your brand. So today I want you to think about how can you manage and lead with your brand during stressful times? Now, here's a couple of things that you can think about. The first one is identify triggers. Are there triggers that cause you to be off of your game and bring some of those nasty headwinds that maybe you've been known for in the past to come to life. Think about it. Is being tired? Is being upset? Is being hungry? Are those triggers for you? How can you identify ways to build your day and schedule your work around that so that those most difficult things that require energy and require you to show up on brand are not happening during those triggers? Now, it's also important to figure out 
if I see a trigger, maybe I need to step back and think about how I'm showing up here. I know for myself, during this difficult holiday season, when I'm getting stressful, sometimes I can revert back and show up with something that comes across as perfectionistic or comes off as nitpicky. So I need to start looking and catching myself at those times. When someone asks me for feedback on something, if it's when I haven't eaten in six hours, maybe I'm going to ask them to come back in an hour or send me an email and I'll look at it and give them a call afterwards so that I can do that. Second thing you can do is find some of those workarounds. What are those workarounds that can really help you? I know one of the things that stresses me is just having too many things going on at the same time. And that's when maybe I go overboard on some of my brand tailwinds. You all know that I'm defined by being a showman. That's a key element of my tailwinds. But I never want to go overboard where it comes across as horny or showy or campy or a braggart, but under times of stress, I might put so much energy into being a showman that I actually cross the line. In fact, I got some feedback when I was recently piloting some material that people felt it come off that way. And you know what? At first I was really defensive and then I stood back and said, wow, you know what? I'm just doing too many things right now. I'm spinning too many plates and I'm overcompensating with that tailwind and I'm showing up in a way that I said I never wanted to show up. So you know what? I've found some workarounds. How do I look at scheduling things a little bit differently? How do I look at closing my door and reducing interruptions so that I can focus and be thoughtful not only about what I'm doing, but how I show up. And finally, always remember your brand. Remember, you want to lead with your brand during the tough times as well as the good times. If you can think about those great brand attributes that you have and think about them every single day, that will help keep you on track. Well, I am super excited about today's guest. It is a good buddy of mine, Dudley Bean, who is the Vice President of Client Service for Studio City, a full-service entertainment marketing agency. Now, starting in Los Angeles, working for Nielsen, Dudley honed in on what audiences respond to and what motivates people to watch content. Now, over the past 17 years, he has worked for Studio City, rising from a writer to creative director to vice president. From his first account, South Park, to current accounts like Live with Kelly and Ryan, Ellen, Judge Judy, NCIS, and more, his promotional background crosses all genres and networks. The constant is his playful and irreverent take on brands, combining humor with impact to make viewers take notice. We'll be back in just a few moments with Dudley Bean. For over 25 years, Jason has coached, trained, and developed thousands of leaders and executives, helping them achieve their next career breakthrough. He's a featured speaker at global conferences and companies to help everyone bring their best authentic self to work, show their value, and lead with their brand every day. Get more tips and tools at leadwithyourbrand.com. And we are back. I am super excited about today's guest. It is my buddy, Dudley Bean, the VP of Client Service for Studio City. Dudley, what's going on? Woohoo! Uh, not much. Uh, just uh, <laughs> just trying to be creative over here at, at through day 3000 of the pandemic, working from home. 
Exactly. Well, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast is because when I think of creativity, I think of Dudley Bean. So I'm interested, Dudley, for you to share with us um, when you introduce yourself to folks. And I know you're a, you're a big networker. You're a social kind of guy. How do you explain what it is that you do? And then how do you even explain who you are? Um, that's a good question. Often I simplify it and I say, I make people want to watch things because that's Ooh. essentially what I do. Um, I, my career has sort of been from, from starting off at Nielsen, which was, uh, sort of fine tuning movies and giving feedback to see what audiences respond to and how to go through promotion to actually being behind the helm of creative directing, writing, directing, promotion, commercials, things like that. It's always about, trying to hone in on what an audience really responds to. And uh, sometimes it's not even the, the the product itself. Sometimes it's just a feeling or, or how we can create something fun, even in promotion that lives outside of what they're actually going to watch. So what I say is I make people want to watch things. And um, introducing myself, um, that's, that's a harder thing. Just, I guess... <laughs> You know, it depends on the person, but uh, uh, I'm creative and playful and uh, just uh, interesting is such a term that people use now when you can't say if something's good or bad. Oh, it's interesting. But I try and always make the interesting choice in life and work. Mm, I love that. Interesting. So so tell me... (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly the interesting, I mean. Oh, interesting, interesting, right? Um, But you are interesting, right? Thank you. Uh, With a different intonation. So Dudley, tell me, what what exciting things are you getting people to want to watch these days? Well, I'm currently working on the final season of Ellen, and uh, it's 12 days there now. So that's when uh, that tends to be the highest rating. So we're getting people to to tune in to see all the big giveaways she has. Um, very exciting to be working on some original content stuff. Our company has actually teamed up uh, to do a, uh, a, a sort of documentary about the reopening of Broadway. And I know you are a huge Broadway huge fan. Huge Broadway fan. I mean, you, we've been to shows in New York together. I know. I know. I've seen you fall asleep in shows in New York together. <laughs> now, now. Truth be told, was he just got that off of Heathers, a right? long flight, so understand. But yeah, we've been to shows together in New York and loved it. So that's extremely exciting. You know, when you're working, I, I, I've promoted things I've loved. I've promoted things I had no desire to watch. But when you're <laughs> working on something, especially not just promoting, but actually creating the content, actually, you know, helping to write and, and form this, it, it, you just have an innate passion that you don't for other things. So that's been an absolute pleasure. So talk to me a little bit about, about your career journey. I mean, I know you talked about sort of starting out, but take me back to being a little kid. What did you want to do when you, when you grew up? Um, When I was a young kid, in fact, I think I even said this at, you know, one of these like homecoming court dances or something like that. (laughs) I said, I wanted to be a game show host. And uh, <laughs> precocious as that may be, I think it was just because I I like hosting. I love throwing parties. I love interacting with people. I love making people feel comfortable. I'm I'm from the South. I grew up in Shreveport, Louisiana. And the thing 
that my mom sort of instilled in me was this idea of graciousness. If somebody mm. spills something, spill something yourself. So they realize that, you know, that there's no keep anybody from feeling any shame, make them feel comfortable, make them feel um, accepted. And so that's that's kind of what I love to do in life. And honestly, you know, had I gone down a different career path, some kind of a hosting gig like that would probably be what I would be doing. But that was my original, what I wanted to be when I was a kid. Yeah. And so how does a kid from Shreveport, Louisiana, end up in, in Hollywood creating amazing promotional things for things that we see in the cultural zeitgeist all of the time, like Ellen? Yeah. Well, it's it's I, I came out here originally to act because uh, I heard that they didn't have enough and that they needed new faces. So <laughs> I came out here. Um, and I think what I what I quickly found out is, although I love acting, the business of it is just not something that I was willing to do. The mm. the, the, the self marketing, the um, the uh, not sure of a regular paycheck. It was just a little much for me. And so yeah. I had been doing some stand up and some comedy. And at that, uh, or I guess the first thing though, sorry, taking that back. Um, my first gig was something that I was able to, uh, do acting auditions and also, um, do a job, which was those people that are outside the theaters that are like, Hey, we have a free movie screening on Wednesday. You want to see it? (laughs) Um, and I was one of those guys and I learned about rejection really quickly that way because there's nothing like, you know. A whole a whole group of teenagers turning up their nose that you try and talk to them. <laughs> um, so, but what it did do is it started me. You know, I was seeing these movies. You know, it started out just giving out passes to it, starting to actually go to the test screening, starting to be involved in the actual um, questions and these surveys, and finding out what the different quadrants are, which would be young men, young women, and older men, older women, what they responded to, and what. Uh, celebrities, what movie elements, what they, uh, what motivated them enough to get off the couch and get into a movie theater. So that started me uh, being interested in sort of the marketing aspect of entertainment. Yeah. And so when you look back over, over your career, right, what have been some of the biggest breakthrough moments where you really just got to the next level? You know, I, I, I'm curious if there's really breakthrough moments. I think bit by bit, there were sort of accomplishments where I to myself said, okay, I can handle this. Mm. Um, I remember this is going back maybe uh, 10 years ago. So after, after Nielsen, I, I was doing stand up, and a friend had seen me do that and they needed people to write uh, promo ideas for South Park. And that's what actually brought me to the company Studio City, which I've been at for 17 years now. Wow. Um, but I remember, you know, uh, starting to, to to score with that and feel confident on that and then being moved on to Judge Judy, which was a complete uh, 180 from where I was and starting to get a Pro Max, which are these awards in that world and starting to get some of big awards, and, and big awards. Yes. Um, and And feeling like, oh, wow, people are really responding. And then um, I think where I really started to feel um, 
that I'd cut my teeth and I really had a footing is when I started to write things that people were putting real money behind to shoot. We did a Dr. Oz promo way back in the day, this concept that people were at a Christmas returns line, except instead of returning, you know, a futon, they were trying to return the extra weight they'd gained. They were trying to return (laughs) the bills that they, right. Suddenly we were building an actual set. Yeah. That was a real moment of confidence for me. And so that may have been one of the moments that I really realized, oh, there's much, there's much more beyond looking at episodes, finding the funny moments and laying it out. And, um, and that's still where my heart is. I love when I really get to come up with something really off the wall and somebody embraces it and says, yes, I want to put my brand, my money and uh, the success of whatever my product is in your hands. Yeah. So Dudley, talk to me a little bit about what is the secret sauce of that process for you? Because it it, it strikes me that you talk about, right, w- this is the business of entertaining people, right? It's the business yeah, uh, of people watching things. I love that you take, you know, what you're really passionate about and you bring these ideas. But how do you actually bring people into those ideas to the point that they're willing to spend the money? They're willing to mash that up with these iconic Hollywood entertainment brands. You know, it 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 varies. It really does. But part of it is just having the confidence to believe in what you're selling. And mm. um, there's nothing better than being in a room of executives who really are waiting for you to entertain them. And that is a wonderful feeling. And it's not always that case. Unfortunately, I've been in rooms where it's just like, it feels like they're waiting to find that one thing to go ah, out of there. But when you're in one that that is like take us on this ride and really you know you you go to what you think the limit is and they give you the cue they want more and so you start brainstorming and start coming up with more things than that that is just um that is a great creative experience and i think that fosters what great marketing should be but but how do you get them there how do you do that um it, I think a big part is just doing the work to understand why this is going to be effective, why it talks to the audience. So you've got all you've got all the underpinning that you need to say, yeah. I've done my research. Here's why it speaks to this audience you're trying to reach. And here's why it deals with the elements that you know are the strongest part of whatever you're promoting. And now that I've got that underneath me to, to, to shore me up, now I'm going to play with it. You know, um, I, it's funny, I, I describe myself sometimes as a postmodernist, which mm. I heard it best explained to me, the idea of, you know, uh, 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 modernism was all about, you know, originally you had just that good is good and bad is this. And then modernists came in and they were like, no, it's not. I'm going to break it all into shards. And yeah. Nothing means anything. And then postmodernists kind of just will take different pieces of it and glue it together and say, what does this do? Does this work? Does this not? And there's sort of a play with it. So I think I approach a lot of things of, got it. This is what these people think are important. This is what the show needs to be. Now, how can I, almost like a kid with a, a puzzle, assemble that in different ways that you may not have thought of before and play with it that way? 
Yeah, I love that whole notion of being right a, a post a postmodernist there. Now it feels to me like you're really great at reading the room. You're you're great at identifying kind of like your super fans, right? These folks that really yeah. want to play there. But how do you deal? Because we all deal with those mm-hmm. folks that are you know they're waiting for that one thing to like eliminate yeah. you or hit the buzzer and have the cane pull you off stage. How do you how do you prep and deal to be successful with those types of folks? always identify where the trap door is you know and make sure you're not standing on that but um (laughs) i think even in cases like that first you know know the people who are very uh reverent to their brand and make Mm. sure that you're respectful of it um i think it's also you know be honest in your affection of it there's so many people that they can just sniff out somebody who is uh, quote unquote blowing their skirt? Just you know, just oh my god, we are so what an iconic thing to be working on, and it's just like, don't do that. Come in genuine. Yeah. Come in with find something you like and everything like that, and just try and if they are very matter of fact, not wanting to play, what I try to do is connect to them as a real person as best I can with their product, even if I'm not a fan. There are a couple strengths that I respect and like about it. Connect with them on that. And then when it comes to present it, present it with the gusto you can, understanding, hey, if they don't like that one, I've got a couple more in my pocket. And, mm. uh, you know, and, and sometimes it doesn't go your way. Sometimes, but I, I guess the best, my best advice for dealing with somebody who is kind of waiting to sniff out something they don't like is just come to them as earnestly as you can with what you feel. Because I think it's easier to dislike somebody for being disingenuine than it is to dislike a person who's being themselves. Mm. It's harder wow. to say, it's it's yeah. harder to say, I don't like you. It's easier to say, I don't like the way you're behaving. Mm. So you know that that's that's i guess my my what i've learned in that situation yeah and talk to me a little bit about rejection because when we are in this creative space just like those kids who didn't want to get free movie tickets from you oh, right yeah. <laughs> some of your best ideas that you love are ideas that people don't want how, oh, how do you knows. how do you deal with that um you 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 um you have to take pleasure in the idea that you came up with it yourself you know, it, it, yeah. it's sometimes because God knows the things that get bought are really maybe 2% of the stuff I've put out there. You know, mm. I have I have the regular shows that I work on day to day, the things like Live with Kelly and Ryan or Ellen or Judge Judy or what have you, you know, these Jeopardy, whatever kind of uh, regular thing. But um, that that, you know, you're expected to do this because it's it's a it's a machine that needs more promotion and. Um, but then these these kind of pitches that you do, you know, we may come up with internally, I may come up with 10 concepts that are whittled down to four concepts that we do that are combined with some other people's concepts. So, you know, uh, of the things that get bought, you just have to understand a minimal will be, you know, even on something that I, I love, maybe I have four concepts that are doing to it. At best, three of them are going to get turned down. So that <laughs> that's just part of the game. Um, all you can do is be proud of yourself for coming up for, with something that's clever. 
and yeah. and the reward of that. And I know that's tough to do because it's so much better when you see it airing on television, but you have to <laughs> just be proud that you came up with something clever. And then the other thing is, you know, keep it in your back pocket. It'll work again. I guarantee you, you know, <laughs> yeah. if it, if it didn't get bought, it's free reign. Somebody else will do it. <laughs> so. Well, and I guess that's the great postmodernism yeah. element, right? It's yeah. like, Hey, Let's, didn't work there, but let me go back five years ago. I love this idea. And how does it get mashed up into exactly, something again later? Exactly. Right. Yeah. So. Um, so Dudley, I know we, we want to talk a little bit about your brand. You, you said at the start of the show, you view yourself as like creative, playful, interesting. If, if I said, give me, you know, a set of words that describe you, what, what would you add to that? Um, you know, it, it's, <laughs> it's funny it, in my marketing thing, I'd say it's a combination of being irreverent yet respectful at the same time. I think a big part of it is being able to know that line you know, with comedy too, knowing the line of being able to play with something without stepping on toes or making somebody uncomfortable and finding yeah. that line and writing it just right. Because that, in my mind, is the most effective kind of promotion is often that kind of humor that steps yeah. right up to it. So that it makes some awareness and makes a splash while not going so far that you could turn somebody off. So yeah. that irreverent yet respectful line of promotion. Um, and then, you know, uh, I, I am a builder, creator, producer. I, I think there is this need for me to constantly be not just thinking of things, but actually making things. So, you know, outside of, Outside of my work, I'm always building or painting or sewing or doing something like that. Just I mean, your social media is things. filled with this, right? So, I mean, you you created a fog machine, right? For yeah, was was this for your holiday decor last year? So for Halloween, um, a little bit of both. So for for Christmas this year, I will have a a giant gingerbread train that makes uh, peppermint smoke. So it, essentially, it's a souped up, uh, you know, one of those like misters that you'd get at a at a nice spa. So it's one of these, <laughs> except it puts out tons of that. But it was just, you know, I like researching, figuring out how things work, and then making it happen. So uh, just as far as my personality is, I'm somebody who needs to produce. And and that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean be a producer, as in what we typically think of it for a movie or television, but but needs to constantly not just create but actualize things. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I know your your holiday home displays are infamous, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> well, you. I mean, you I feel do. like celebrities post about it on in, on Instagram and things when they see it. We we've had a couple of people come by, which has been fun. But um, yeah, it's it's that's been um, that's been a wonderful thing to like you said. What do you do when somebody doesn't? buy what you're selling, doesn't think your ideas are great. It's great to have a little domain that you get to be the boss of what actually goes out there. And and my front yard is that, my Instagram, whatever it is that, where I can be like, this is just my soul creative. But, yeah. Um, I mean, it's how you feed your passion yeah. all, all, all of the time, right? 
Yeah. So I love that you talked about being irreverent and respectful. So talk to me about how you have found that line in your humor, in respecting brands, in in your writing. How do you draw that distinction? You know, a lot of it is just having a sensibility of where the audience is and what that brand is. You know, uh, recently did a, a promotion for uh, the Drew Barrymore show that we essentially took the the classic song "More, More, More" and made it Barry More. You know, that's not that's that's not too out of the box. But you know, we're promoting all these things that she does, and um, she's obsessed with getting stains out of things. <laughs> and so we were doing all these things about all the great things that are going to be, how you can feel better. And I came up with this silly line uh, that went life improve and stain remove and bury more, which is silly as hell, but it cut the, it, 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 it sort of cut maybe how serious some of that stuff is with something that's a little uh, fun. And, and I think that gave, a key to sort of the irreverence of the show itself. You know, at the top of the show, you talked a little bit about, you know, interesting, right? And that one of your filters is about making interesting choices. So talk to me about that, not only about interesting creative choices, but maybe even interesting life or career choices. Yeah, it's, it's one of the words that was really popular a while ago was disruptive, Yes. And I still, I still love that word. You know, it, it feels like it may be a little played out, but especially so. Just, just onto the career and, and creative choices, um, we've seen so much. It's been done so. Every kind of promotion has been done so much. So uh, the audience can't expect things and tune things out. So you're always looking for something that is disruptive to make somebody go, oh, what? wait, wait, it's not, you know, whether it be a misdirect, whether it be some kind of interesting, different way of getting into this that you wouldn't expect, some kind of turn um, is, is so important to make that interesting choice. Great. There's, you know, Thanksgiving. There will be a ton of ways to uh, to do, you know, to, to say, hey, you know, it's for the family, get home to do this. Yeah. But starting a promo saying turkey can stuff it, you know, that <laughs> that's a more interesting choice to get into it. I remember, you know, and this actually goes back to something in college. I remember when story writing, you know, don't start, you know, don't start your adventure story with our plane had just touchdown in Tokyo, start with the wheel was coming off the rickshaw as we hurtled towards the edge of the cliff. Start there, you know? Yeah. And so in 30 seconds, that's what you got. Um, so that's sort of on the creative side. But when it comes to career, you know, I would love to challenge myself to be a little bit bolder. I'd say probably one of the most interesting things that I did just on a lark is after seeing, um, after seeing a bunch of my friends making movies here and there, I decided to just produce a feature that yeah. I and and that was just something that uh, one of my friends was director. I said, "Hey, would you do this?" He said, "Yeah." One of my friends was a writer. "Hey, would you do this?" And we kind of, much like uh, Judy and Andy, said, "We have some tap shoes in the barn. Let's put on a show." <laughs> 
so so I guess that and and you know now that we're out of the pandemic or well, <laughs> getting hopefully closer to knock on everything, I want to produce some more things. I want to do some some live shows, maybe make another movie, just uh, capture some interesting and and do things that are uh that surprise an audience once again but always irreverent and respectful i'm not looking to shock i'm just looking to pleasantly surprise so dudley i mean have you always been this brand has this always been your brand or or talk to me a little bit about the evolution to getting to where you are now in terms of of your brand um i'd say a big part of understanding my brand is being confident in the talents and assets I bring to the table. Mm. And so, whereas maybe first my brand might've been things like I'm reliable. I am, you know, I, I, you can count on me or, or, you know, I'm loyal to this and, and these kind of things like that, which I believe I still have. I know that's not what I need to lead with now. That's not what makes me special in that marketplace. So I, I think it, it, it's something that has evolved. And honestly, I remember being in a pitch meeting, um, censoring myself just because I didn't want to be too over the top or too, you you know, I remember kind of doing that, like, here's our idea. Don't hit me. Um, uh, kind of, uh, pitching, which I still see a lot of people do. And I, I remember that first time, I kind of said, or we could do something like this uh, or whatever like this and had an exec say to me, no, keep going. Don't, don't, don't keep going. And remember thinking to myself, you know, once again, you always have to be perceptive to the room and read the room, but to, if you know, something's good, own it. And if they don't like it, that doesn't mean they don't like you. It's another idea. Um, So I think that that has evolved, you know, it's tough to be playful if you're not confident. It's tough to be able to have fun if you're not assured of what you're doing. And so I think that came with years of doing what I do to get to that place that I could finally relax and say, hey, God, it's both a job, but we're in the job of entertaining people. So let's play and figure out how to do that best. So, so Dudley, I love that you are in the business of getting people to want to watch, right? And yeah. and so much of what we talk about and lead with your brand is the need for as individuals in our own careers to promote ourselves. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the basics of promotion and marketing that you do with, with your media clients that we could all kind of turn on ourselves to really promote our brands so that people are tuning into us as professionals at work? You know, I I think a big part is just getting it out there. Thank God we live in a world where there is YouTube and LinkedIn and Twitter and whatever, you know, God, so many social media things that I, as a man of my age, don't even use. (laughs) But um, there is so much out there to, to, Put the things that you do that you are proud of out there into the world. So whether you be, uh, you know, a, a, somebody in finance, whether you be somebody in jobs that may not be seen as traditionally creative, what's the unique thing you bring to the table? And it may be your personality. 
it may be that I'm somebody when we are crunching numbers is going to be able to keep the team together by having the right personality to it at this time. It could be, you know, I, I am creative in the way that I approach uh, this. I can see the big picture better than other things. Um, so I, I'd say what much the same way we do with any show, production, TV, movie, whatever it might be, what is the thing that is unique about you outside of I do a good job at doing my job? What is unique about you? What is that special note that you hit in the chorus that that will really round out a team? Yeah, right. I mean, to your whole point, realizing that yeah, showing up, doing the job is like the given and everyone's going to do that or they're not going to have the job, right? So Dudley, a couple of quick fun questions. We've been talking all about brands. What's your favorite brand? I remember I used to be obsessed with Adult Swim, which was mm. this thing on the Cartoon Network that yeah. promoted things in such a bizarre way that I was absolutely obsessed with it. Dudley, if you were a type of car, what type of car would you be? If Dudley Bean was a car. If Dudley Bean was a car, what type of car would I be? I'd love to say I'm something sporty and wild and a convertible, but I am probably a, uh, you know, uh, uh, a a crossover vehicle by a good, co- I am a Lexus crossover just because <laughs> I'm reliable, I'm fancy, but I can still haul a lot of crap. So that's what... <laughs> I need something I could put an eight foot two by four in because I need to build things. So, so I, I guess that's me at the end of the day, you know, it, it, and, and part of that is because even though, you know, I can be a showy person when it comes to work, it's what I can do as opposed to perhaps how I look. <laughs> Although, you know, I've got some fancy pants. So yeah. yes, you've got a lot of fancy pants. Yeah. Um, and finally, Dudley, uh, what is the best career advice that you'd like to pass on to our listeners? Um, so probably the best thing that I learned, and, and, and it's something that I think anybody in creative or other, other industries probably need to learn is, um, I remember just a short story when I was working on an episode of the talk, it was for Friday the 13th and we had gotten them to do some things like, you know, open up umbrellas inside and have ladders around and stuff like this. And so we were going all out with it. And I had thought, you know, Oh, this is going to be a very fun light Friday the 13th. You know, we're poking fun at things like this. And I was working with this very talented editor that's gone on to do a lot of big movie trailers. And, um, you know, he had worked on it for a day and I got back and regrouped with him and it was scary. It was, you know, it just, just, it was frightening, you know, and it was very over the top. And I was so ready to just say, no, this is not what I had a vision. I had a vision and you're supposed to execute my vision and you did not do that. You did something else, you know? And, um, but I, I paused. I realized that this is a very talented person. He's put a lot of work into this. And um, I ended up getting some some uh, people that were more in the demo, women that were in their 40s and 50s to take a look at it and see what they thought. And they loved it. Absolutely loved it. They got it. They were not turned off. Hell, this is the same thing that audiences watching people be gutted on criminal minds. So, um, <laughs> uh, 
I remember thinking to myself, okay, remember this moment that just because it isn't my vision doesn't mean it's wrong or possibly even better. And so the biggest thing I can say for a team that I still have to learn again and again sometimes is that if you're just using your team to actualize your singular vision, you're not letting them be the creative people they're supposed to be. You're Mm. not letting them bring what they can to the table. And so I I think the biggest advice I can say is to, to try to be collaborative, identify people's strengths, you know, nourish them and also not be so singularly obsessed with your idea so that everybody can can make whatever you're doing better. And and that's that's my biggest piece of advice is try to learn how to do that in in any industry you can because people will surprise you if you give them the opportunity to. Wow. What a great final thought. Well, Dudley, it's been amazing to spend some time with you. Thank you for joining us on the show. And we'll be back with my final thoughts in just a couple of moments. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. Well, wow, what a fun conversation with my buddy, Dudley Bean. So many great stories and great advice. But you know what really stood out to me was this whole notion of finding your passion and making your passion come to life, whether it's in work or in life. One of the things that I love that Dudley talked about was his whole passion for not just having a vision, but really executing on that. And that he does that at work when he's pitching great ideas and producing great promo and great marketing, but he also does that in his daily life, whether that's holiday decorating or side projects. He's always finding ways to feed his passion. Now, the bottom line is not a single one of us are going to have a job that every single day and every moment of the day, it feeds our individual passion. But that's no excuse not to follow your passion. You've got to find ways throughout your daily life to feed that passion. And I'm going to challenge you in any job to find ways that you can feed your passion into your job. Because we know when you can mash up your passions in that postmodern way that Dudley talked about with your great talents, there's only great things to come. Well, that's the show for today. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure that you follow us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to follow me on social media. I'm at Jason Patria on all social media handles. And check me out on LinkedIn where I share tons of tips and tricks on how to lead with your brand every single day. And remember... Don't be a boring old commodity like coffee. Make sure you are a super premium brand that everyone wants, like Starbucks. 
You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com. We did a Dr. Oz promo way back in the day. This concept that people were at a Christmas returns line, except instead of returning, you know, a futon, they were trying to return the extra weight they gained. They were trying to return (laughs) the bills that they, right. Suddenly we were building an actual set. Yeah. That was a real moment of confidence for me. 